but because we all need to feel valued. And any person's internal barometer of value and worth comes from how our parents treat us. Our own inner monologue comes from how our parents talk to us. Everything that we feel about ourselves as adults comes from the messages that we've gotten before. So. Hey y'all, Katie here with Mom Nation and welcome to another episode of Our Love Story. We know being in a relationship is hard. So Diana Isel, certified couples counselor, and I talk through different tips and tricks to help you navigate your relationship and get through everyday life. While you're here on your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe to our channel. Or if you'd like to visit us on YouTube and watch the video, our handle is Mom Nation USA. We hope you enjoy the show. Crazy. Well, hey, um, everybody. We are back again with my buddy Diana here, certified couples counselor. We are here to talk about marriage and not just marriage, but relationships. Yes, absolutely. They're a huge, big deal. Like what's a bigger deal in life? That all of our relationships, they shape us. Absolutely. So here we are again, once a month, we're here every month, Q and A with a couples counselor. We call it our love story. And as we do each month, we pull a post, usually in an anonymous post. We don't want to put anyone on blast by any means. Um, usually an anonymous post from the uh, Mom Nation Arizona group is the one that we work with most. And we have just that today. So let me hop right into it, guys, so you can see what this post is all about. It's a bit of a long one. So I will read it, especially for those of you that are just what, that are just listening by audio. But here it kind of a little bit of an older post this one came out on christmas eve so we're reaching back a little bit here but it's a good one and i'm excited to talk about it especially because i can speak from the child's perspective in this situation because i've actually been in this situation as you know diana Mm -hmm. here we go um here's what the group member has to say i just need some words of encouragement because i'm about to blow a fuse my boyfriend and i have lived together for a little over three years i have one child He has one child, same age. I don't have to co-parent with anyone since my child's father lives out of state. He has 50-50. So her boyfriend has 50-50. I got it. And she doesn't co-parent because, okay. Right. I'm I'm back. (laughs) I'm trying to understand. My boyfriend's child's mother plans activities for her child and my boyfriend for just the three of them. She had an affair on him and filed for divorce. She is still with the same guy. He is not invited either. For Halloween, they went to Vertuccio. Is that how you say that? Mm -hmm, Vertuccio Farms. I never know how to say that one. I always butcher it. With their child. Just three of them. They took their child to Bass Pro to see Santa. Again, the three of them. And they got food together after. When their child celebrated their birthday, her boyfriend was invited. Me and my child were not. I know I sound like a major idiot, and trust me, we have had a lot of arguments about this, but I'm just really trying to justify it being okay in my own head, so it's not such a blow because there are children involved. We planned Christmas Eve at our house. I expressed many times how excited I was that it would be the four of us. She called him yesterday and then told me that she got tickets to Schneff, Schneff Farms, I'm assuming, and they were going to take their child there tonight instead then back to her house to put their child to sleep. But then he's going back over on Christmas morning. 
going back over on Christmas morning isn't a huge issue since it's been that way since we've been together. He goes for maybe an hour or two, then comes home and spends the day with us. I'm really upset that he's out alone with their child and her for Christmas Eve. I told him that. He said he was sorry. He knew we all had Christmas Eve day together. Sort of. They left at three to get ready for the farm. And that he just wants to give their child the most normal childhood after divorce. He said he was sorry. I felt so secondary and that he felt really bad, but he still went. I can't justify it in my head that it's right. He's not married anymore. And when my child and me are not included, it sucks. I'm sitting home alone with my child now, just waiting for whenever he comes home so we can surprise her and my child, I think is what she meant to say. She said with my child, but I think her and my child, so the two kids, together with their gift tonight. She's not his child or priority. But when is what him and I have in our household prioritized over her, meaning the ex, if that makes sense? Am I selfish or wrong? I just need some insight. The children are six years old. All right. What do you think about this one? Well, first, I want to say she's not wrong or being selfish for the way that she feels. She's entitled to feel however she feels, and that's okay. Like, those feelings deserve to be validated. So if you haven't heard it yet, here's your validation that you get to feel whatever way you need to feel, and it's totally okay. Um, I, I appreciate, you know, her trying to take the perspective of, um, you know, how the dad, her boyfriend must feel about it and trying to make a, you know, a normal childhood for whatever that means um, for the first child that he has with his ex. You know, I can appreciate that. Um, I can appreciate both sides of that. However, the thing that pops into my mind is, is the, the normal, quote unquote, normal childhood that he's trying to create with his, with his child, with his ex, is it, is it realistic? Are those expectations realistic? And, and, and how sustainable is it to continue to do that? Um, because both families are going to continue to grow. They might, they might go on to have more kids themselves too, and they're new couples. And so how realistic are we um, setting this kid up for their future of what this lifestyle could or should look like instead of it just being you know, my mom, my dad, they're both in different relationships, but they're only spending time with me, it could potentially really be robbing that child of an opportunity for more love and more family. There's additional partners involved now. And if they can co-parent successfully with their new partners, that's only more love for that child. And it's also teaching them like, look, you can have this too, you know, we don't want you to grow up and get divorced, obviously, but like if it happens, you could have this too. You could have a bonus family. Like how cool is that? And so I'm wondering if the expectations need to be recalibrated instead of just discussing the, I feel secondary and it feels really crappy. Um, maybe thinking about like, what do we want our family dynamic to look like? And can we loop the ex in here to try to work together to create a different dynamic that works for everybody? I totally agree with that. Totally agree. And looking at it from the child's perspective, because this is, you know, the life that I lived, my parents got divorced before I even, like, I don't even remember them together, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, I had a bit of a different situation where they were kind of like, not in the same room together type people. And so that was really tough. Um, I would have loved to have them do like, 
do things together. I would have loved to spend a holiday with both of my parents and with their others, you know, their significant others coming along yeah. too. Um, because I, I agree that that makes more sense. What kind of picture are they painting when they are excluding people? Like, what does that say to the kid? And why are they excluding people, first of all? Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it's going to create tension in the relationship with not just the romantic relationship between the couple, but the child with their bonus parent now. It's going to create some tension in that relationship um, and maybe create some some contempt there. You know, like you aren't my dad, you aren't my mom. So maybe I don't really have to care as much about how you feel because clearly I've already got this, you know, family all wrapped up here, even though my parents aren't together. I don't really need to take into consideration our relationship and what that could be. So that could certainly create um, some issues in the future with their relationships as they grow older. I think that is a great point because, you know, as we have talked about a bunch, we kind of, you know, model our parents or, you know, we, we, uh, what am I trying to say? We like adopt almost, yeah. you know, we emulate we a lot of what our parents do. Right. Right. And so now, you know, to your point, is this situation creating, um, an opportunity for the child to sort of downgrade the new spouse? Absolutely. And so are they going to do the same thing and, you know, not include them in things and, you know, as they get older, as our kids get older, so they're six right now, but as kids get older, they've got like soccer games and dances and, you know, like assemblies and things like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's so mm -hmm. many things that parents are invited to. So now what? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would really, you know, I'd be curious from, from the, the, the birth mom and the dad's point of view, I wonder if there's some unresolved grief there um, with the loss of the relationship, even though it looks like she was the one that pursued the divorce, she was the one that made that decision. You know, I wonder if her expectation, you know, lots of things come back to expectations, right? I wonder if her expectation was, I just don't want him as a partner in my life anymore, but I want him to be um, an equal co-parenting partner in our lives. And like, this is what I think it can look like when maybe that's not super realistic, um, but maybe there's some unresolved grief there about the loss of the relationship and the loss of the family unit that she had imagined in her head of what it was going to be like when they had the child in the first place. So that would be something very curious to explore. Um, obviously we won't, you know, we won't know that other know woman's that. perspective. Yeah. Um, but that tells me that there could be some grief or some resistance to the idea of having this bonus family more love for their child. And if there's if there's grief there, um, there could be some resistance in allowing somebody else in because they don't want to feel replaced because they don't want their child to bond with someone else. They want to make sure they're only bonding with their parents in that sort of way. And uh, you know, as I said, in the end, that sort of robs the child of those additional opportunities to feel loved. They're not being replaced. They're, they're getting bonus parents. They're getting bonus support systems in their family. They're getting more people that love them and support them. They're not replacements. And so, again, it kind of goes back to what was the mom's expectations about how the separation and divorce and co-parenting was going to go. Yeah, and, and I totally agree with you because in my situation, I got bonus grandparents. Mm -hmm. I got bonus siblings, aunts and uncles. Like that's super cool. 
And, you know, our, our gatherings and our holidays and everything were, were huge. And there was lots of people and, you know, lots of fun is really what I remember from having those extra people in my life. So, Mm -hmm. so for me, it was great. Um, but what, what's, you know, I hate to use the word norm because really what is norm? Like what is normal? What is, Uh, you know, but, but (laughs) she mentions the, the dad wants to give the child a normal life, a normal upbringing Mm -hmm. in your experience with your couples that you see, um, I'm assuming that you have people or have in your past that, that co-parent. Sure. Like what, what do you see as normal? What, what is typical? I should say. Um, really there's just, there's just not really a set typical because everybody's different and it really depends on the, the, the biggest factor here is the relationship between the parents. Like how much are we working together here to provide our child with a sense of quote unquote normalcy and health? Like we want them to see what healthy co-parenting relationships can look like. And if we're, if we're attempting to instill that sense of new normal, quote unquote, if there's any sort of guilt or shame involved there on either parent's part, that's going to dictate their decision-making process. Guilt and shame are two of the most powerful motivators in the human condition. They make us do all kinds of things. And oh, yes. so if it sounds like in this post alone that dads may be feeling some guilt about raising a child in a divorced family situation. And so he's sort of just going along with maybe potentially I could be reading too much into this, but you know, maybe dad is going along with what the the child's mom wants to do to try to create the sense of normalcy. And, you know, maybe he feels like he, he owns a part of it or he feels shame or like I said, guilt or something like that, which um, prevents him from, perhaps exploring different options and considering how it's making his current partner feel. It seems like that, doesn't it? Based on, on the yeah. post and based on the plans that they had. They are, so they already had plans for the holiday and then bio mom came in and kind of changed all of that. So again, we don't know these people, we have no idea. And, you know, we're just kind of speculating a bit here, but bio mom yeah. seems, to, seems to be a little controlling. And generally, if that is the case, when people are feeling controlling, it's not coming from a place where they just want to be like a raging bee about it. It's Mm -hmm. because they're feeling anxiety. They're feeling anxiety, sometimes a little bit of depression, maybe a little bit of both, but I need to control something. I need to control something because I feel like so many other things are out of my control. I can't control the time my child spends with my ex's partner. I can't control what they're doing when my child isn't with me. I can't control any of those things when my child isn't with me. But this, this I can control. If I can convince my ex to do this and this and this under the guise of this is what's best for our child, that's going to come through as controlling. But I have a feeling it's coming from a sense of anxiety. She wants to control something because other things don't feel like they're in her control. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How do you have any suggestions of age appropriate conversations to have with a six year old that kind of explain what's going on, you know, at their level, of course? Sure, sure. I think that that before that can even happen, 
the conversation has to be, there has to be a new level setting expectation with the parents. Otherwise, this kid's gonna get mixed messages or they're going to get very emotionally driven messages. And that's not what we want. When we're presenting something like this, any sort of change um, to a kid's routine or their life, we don't wanna come from a very emotionally reactive place. We wanna have sort of a plan of, of, of where we're coming from and that we're a united front sort of thing. Um, so I really think that's the first thing that has to happen. And then they can decide, okay, this is how we're going to present this to our child that, you know, this is our new family dynamic now. And you've got all these bonus people in your life now that love and care for you. And, you know, we, we want to see what that's like. How, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, you know, us all going to, you know, whatever, you know, with each other's partners and things like that. You can use whatever, you know, age appropriate language, of course, but getting the child's idea of how they feel about it. And I wonder, based on how long this has been going on, I wonder if the child would be resistant to that if they have an inkling that bio mom is not okay with it, mm -hmm. you know, because kids will definitely pick up on how we feel about things and they'll kind of just like go along with it. Like, oh, I, they, they may not be consciously thinking it right, but like I can tell mom doesn't like this, so I don't like it either. You right. know what I mean? And kind of going along with, with what mom wants to do as a form to protect and a form of protection for mom, right? To try to protect mom's feelings. So first the, the conversation has to be had between the two parents about what the level setting expectation is. Um, and then getting, feeling out the six-year-old, like how do you feel about that? And trying to stay as neutral as possible while they're exploring that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It sounds like based on the post, it sounds like this has been a thing for probably like three years. So yeah. it started out mm -hmm. when the child was three. Um, and that's that, that's about the same age. I was like like a year younger, so I can totally relate to where that child is at, and I can totally relate also to protecting mom, um, like what you said about that, because that was certainly something that that was uh, heavy on my mind as long as I can remember. And um, can you explain that a little bit? Like, I have learned that children will whether they know it or not, like do their best to please their parents because they need their parents because their parents keep them alive kind of thing. So can you speak to that a little bit about what this kiddo might be going through? Sure. Um, not only do kids want to, you know, go along with what their parents maybe want or desire of them because they take care of them, but because we all need to feel valued and any person's internal barometer of value and worth comes from how our parents treat us. Our own inner monologue comes from how our parents talk to us. Everything that we feel about ourselves as adults comes from the messages that we've gotten before. So from that child's perspective, it might be protection or shared meaning of mom to, to be on her side, quote unquote, to go with however that she's feeling um, because the child probably gets a lot of her own value and self-worth in doing that and yeah. meeting mom where she's at emotionally or sharing those same feelings. So that can create 
Um, and again, this is speculation, but that could potentially create an unhealthy relationship for a child and mom in the future if there is any sort of codependency emotionally being created there. And again, this is speculation. It's just exploring this a little bit, a little bit deeper on the effect that it could have on this child in the future um, if these decisions are being made from an emotionally reactive place by mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's move over to the girlfriend, the one who wrote the post. Do you see any, like, do you have any advice for her? Should she draw some hard lines in the sand? Like what, what can she do from her current position? You know, it's tough because if you drive too hard of a line, it could come across as an ultimatum, right? And most parents, if they're presented with an ultimatum, that sounds like it's me, either, either me and my kid or your kid. I mean, you're, everyone's going to lose in that scenario because a parent's going to choose their kid. You know what I mean? So I feel like this, this, this mom that posted it really has to identify what do I want to get out of this? Um, if, if it's an ultimatum, then, you know, best of luck to you, but it's probably not going to end up the way that you want it to. I feel like you have to really understand what what you want to get out of this. Like, what do you want to get out of this? Is this something that you're willing to compromise on? Is it something that you want to explore with your partner of finding different ways to work this out? Is this something that she feels comfortable talking with the other mom about? I don't know anything about their dynamic or relationship. Mom to mom, like, hey, I love your kid. I think, you know, I think they're really great. I love spending time with her. I'm so glad that, you know, we're at a place in our lives where I have a child the same age as your child and seeing them grow their relationship, you know, just really sort of creating that shared meeting with mom and like, hey, this isn't about tugging these kids back and forth. This is about us creating a bigger, more dynamic family where these kids can get even more love. And I would really love your help in trying to accomplish that. Is that an option? You know, Mm -hmm. so I think the poster needs to determine exactly what she wants to get out of this. Share her feelings with boyfriend that isn't just coming across as I'm coming in second place, which she's valid to feel that way. Absolutely. But if that's the only thing he hears, he's probably going to be more resistant to everything else that comes out after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So keeping her feelings true and being true to herself and her own experience, but also focusing on a solution. It's not just that I feel secondary. It's that I'm not sure this is sustainable for your relationship with your kid, but also our relationship. This doesn't feel like something that's going to work forever. So what feels reasonable? Is there some gray area here that we're missing? Are there, is there a third option here that we're missing in the middle that we can loop everyone in on and make it healthier and happier for everybody? Like, help me help you. Let's brainstorm here so that everyone's needs are getting met because everyone in this situation deserves to have their needs met. Absolutely. Um, and I just had a thought while you were talking. And again, we're speculating a lot here because we don't have these people in front of us. But I wonder, and and I'm sorry, Poster, for, for saying this, and hopefully it's not hurtful, but I wonder if the boyfriend is really 100% in the relationship. Does he mm-hmm. see a future in this? Does he see, you know, mm-hmm. this lasting um, through, throughout years and years. Like, I wonder, I mean, do you get any sort of vibe from on, in that area? 
So, I mean, it's absolutely a possibility. Um, I don't know a whole lot more about their situation. I only know what was what was posted. You know what right. I mean? Um, that, that's certainly possible. Um, that that I feel like that topic has to be very delicately addressed too, because that can also come across as an ultimatum. Like, if you loved me enough, or right. if you wanted to be with me, you would tell bio mom, no, I can't do these things or whatever. So that's also, you know, a very fine line. If this poster feels confident in her partner's commitment to her, then maybe it does come back to guilt and shame for him and trying to create some sort of normalcy for his, um, for his child. Um, but if she is having some questioning thoughts of maybe his loyalty or, you know, his uh, future view of the relationship, that probably has to be explored before anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, when you were talking, I just got that vibe like, Hmm, you know, maybe this is something to explore you know, maybe he's continuing his life a little separately for a reason. And I'm sorry, poster. I'm sorry if that's hurtful. Um, it's just yeah. kind of talking through, you know, talking through possibilities here. Absolutely. Do you have any suggestions, uh, bullet points, any, anything that we can share with this poster of what uh, a relationship that thrives in terms of co-parenting looks like? Absolutely. Um, calibrate what your expectations are. What do you want this to look like? What do you envision that a co-parenting relationship looks like? Because to be fair, her, uh, the father of her child lives out of state, so she doesn't have to entertain what that could look like for herself. Um, but what's what do you feel like is a reasonable from a very subjective standpoint, what are reasonable expectations of co-parenting? This can be a really difficult exercise because if she's feeling emotional or perhaps even jealous at this time, it's incredibly difficult to be really just objective about it. Like, let's just think about this from a very logical, reasonable point of view. What would be some fair expectations of what this co-parenting relationship could look like? And sharing that with her partner and saying like, I do feel hurt, not because I feel jealous or I feel like you shouldn't spend time with your child, but because I feel like there's a better way. There's a better way for me to continue to foster my relationship with your child and vice versa. And I feel like there could be, there could be some things that we're missing here, something different, something that could be better. Um, mm -hmm. And coming from that point of view to her partner, instead of just, this doesn't feel good, um, you know, sorry if this feels offensive or whatever, because I did feel a lot of defensiveness in her post, yeah. um, which makes me sad. Like you don't need to feel defensive. Like your feelings are, they're real, they're valid, they're they're valid. That's, that's totally really all right. I can say. Um, and, and they matter, your feelings matter. You are worth having your needs met too. But when we come to our partner with a problem, we have to sort of sidebar the emotional reactivity of it and remain on point, stay on topic to what we're trying to accomplish. Because the moment we become emotionally dysregulated is when we start saying things that we don't mean or saying things that we can't take back or yelling or somehow hurting the other person. And then we just totally blew up the opportunity to find something new. So poster, I would suggest coming from a very emotionally regulated place, 
What do you expect this co-parenting relationship to look like? Do you feel like your partner is open to that discussion? Um, and if you feel like he is, then sit down and talk about it. What is your relationship like with bio mom? Would mm -hmm. she be open to having coffee with you and just talking about how much love you have to give her child and how this different family dynamic might not be what she had envisioned seven years ago when she had this child, but can we create something new together as families? Mm -hmm. I love that advice. And thinking back in my own life, if, you know, my, either one of my parents would have done that and would have reached out to the new boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever of the other one. And just like had to sit down and just like, Hey, let's go have a man to man or let's go have a woman to woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that yeah. probably would have solved a lot of the conflicts that arose throughout, you know, 16 years of me dealing with this. Right. Um, yeah, so absolutely. totally love that advice. Uh, poster, my heart goes out to you. I, I, I have Same. not been in your exact shoes, but I've been the child in your shoes, I should say, or, or in your child's shoes. And, yeah. um, all I, all my advice, and I'm not a certified counselor, but my advice is just what Diana is saying, like, get real clear on what it looks like for you and communicate coming from a, a loving, coming from a loving place, like not um, an accusatory place, not Absolutely. an angry place. If you can help that, like come from a loving place, because really from what I gather from this post is that's what she wants. Is she just, she's cool mm -hmm. with everybody being together. She wants to be invited and included. And again, I feel like that's super valid. Who doesn't want to be included? Absolutely. Especially when you're trying to create a new family with somebody. Right. Right. Awesome. Well, I know that this has been very helpful. This was helpful for me. And I know that it's been very helpful for a lot of people out there because I know you deal with this too, but there are, there are a lot of um, families that are in this situation. hundred percent. Yep. And so it's, is this, I mean, is it safe to say this is almost the norm versus, you know, having the family together, it's, having both birth parents together? It's incredibly common and it's heartbreaking when the two parents can't set aside their differences, the things that broke their relationship, when they can't set it aside and think about how is this going to affect our kids and what impression we are giving them of what families can look like, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it shows emotional intelligence when they can set that aside. You know, it shows emotional maturity. And there's a lot of times where the parents don't have that. They don't possess that emotional intelligence or maturity. And unfortunately, it's, it's the kids who suffer. You can separate yourself from your partner for so long, but the kids have to live with it. And they're going to live with the ramifications of it for the rest of their lives and in their future relationships too. And what are you teaching them? That's something that right. I always keep in mind when yeah. you know when things come up with with my kid my kid's gonna be nine actually next week and you know things mm -hmm. come up right in life and that's in, in in our relationship with me and my husband and, and that's what i always keep in mind is what are we modeling for him Absolutely. and is, is this really what we want to teach him and that's always a big big question so i definitely think that's great advice um you know I always, I always link your, your page to the show notes, but what's the best way for anybody out there that may watch our show that would, would like to get in touch with you, would like to have a consultation? Like what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. If you go to my website, it's dianaisotherapy.com. 
You can click in the upper right hand corner. There's schedule your free consultation. It's 15 minutes. We can chat about whatever it is that you need, answer any of your questions. Um, and then we can go from there. I'd love to hear from you. So reach out. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Diana Eisel. Uh, the 2023 you. mom's fave winner for mom nation for couples counselor. So awesome Thank job. You. Congratulations for that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That was so cool to see. All right, guys, if you would like to catch any of our previous shows, this is our 14th show, I believe, right? I think so. Girl, we've been talking a lot and it's awesome. So if any of you would like to catch any of our past shows, you can head on over to our YouTube channel. It is at Mom Nation USA. That's our handle. Scroll down just a little bit. You will see the playlist, our love story, Q&A with a couple's counselor. That is Diana and I. Check that out. Or if you are more of the audio version, maybe you run a lot, bike a lot, whatever it is, and you prefer the podcast, hop on over to your favorite podcast platform. Do a quick search for Mom Nation Talk Radio and do us a favor like, download, click the notifications, whatever it is on your podcast platform that will allow you to receive some sort of notification when we have new shows, please do that because uh, we love our audience out there. We hope that this is helpful and we want to see you guys thrive. So thank you so much, Diana. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.